Lovely, well, uh, thanks for uh, inviting me here um, to talk about Ignition a little bit. Um, I thought I'd start with you, um, Scott. I wondered how um, Ignition actually came about, what the idea behind it originally was. Yeah, um, yeah quite a while ago we were running professional development workshops and what we wanted to do was have people apply for a place on this workshop. We wanted to get people... Um, people of high quality into a room and make work together and we wanted to get an equal number of men and women and we realised we had you know, multiple like 50, 60 applicants um, applications from women and only two applications from men and that was a real shock that uh, there weren't the men who, who felt that they could apply themselves who thought they weren't right or it wasn't for them and what struck me was this, this wasn't what we were finding um, in a workshop and education environment the workshops were really inspiring young men so I didn't think it was just the the, the work wasn't applicable it struck me that young that, that boys or young men were actually going with the work to a certain stage and then we were losing them and I thought well, what are we losing them to possibly that they, they want to go on and become different type of performers but I thought maybe these people are going to sports and martial arts and parkour and, and all sorts of things. Um, and I thought there are crossover skills that we can call on because that's exactly how I got into theatre. I was doing I was doing sports and found myself applying that, that ability and that physical confidence in a theatrical context. So um, we, we decided to be a bit more proactive about it rather than just moan about it. So we devised this programme called Ignition and went out looking for people who hadn't thought about being part of theatre, um, but possibly possessed those crossover skills. They just, they just didn't know that they were applicable to our world. And we wanted to go out there and show that, that, that our work, it can be very inviting. Um, theatre can be very inviting. Sometimes we give off the wrong signals, I think, in, in theatre. And we can use that, um, that very masculine quality. Um, yeah, so initially set set out to to try and find those people that we thought we were losing. So, so what do you think the the main barriers are to boys and young men actually applying for this kind of work and applying themselves to theatre? Well, I think it, I think it, it's often about perception that it's uh, that it, it compromises masculinity in some ways. I think increasingly that's outdated. Um, and people are seeing through that, which is great. Um, what it's not is that there aren't male roles out there because there are so many male roles and female roles and that's, that's something else that needs to be addressed. Um, so I think, it, it, I think it's about showing people that there's not this huge barrier between dance and theatre, that they are one and the same. Physicality exists in both and it's a precise honed dynamic physicality and it's all there to be seized yeah um yeah and what what would a uh, a typical ignition project look like now then what what would it practically uh, be structured like so Ignition's now a national programme, so we work uh, with regional partners across the UK the, when we're going out to find those boys who wouldn't think that theatre is for them or dance is for them. And that perception really is still real for a lot of young men. 
uh, when we go out to work with like sports boys or uh, community settings, there's still a lot of resistance to even walking through that door. Um, and that you know, I'm not doing ballet, or I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. That's gay, and the, that that language is still there, mm-hmm. and it is still prevalent. Um, and there are a lot of boys that just do not see it for that that it's for them, and that is something they can walk through the room. So we really work with our regional partners to um, uh, to not only access those boys, but to help them to engage with it. Um, and so that they don't just think of who's this theatre company or who is this dance company and there's a lot of kind of uh, kind of uh, mis kind of uh, conceptions about what we're going to do with them um, so that we can get in that room with them and then start breaking that down with them with a two hour taster workshop which really focuses on the physicality side and the risk taking side and really plays on their skills as a footballer or as a parkour or as a break dancer um, and to show that this could be them and it is for them um, and then we go back to all those partners again to deliver our trials, which is our is our audition process. Um, and from those trials, uh, last year we saw about three hundred boys at the trials, um, and we uh, cast twelve to form the ignition company for that year, and bring those twelve boys to London to make a piece of work in a week. And and what is it that so you mentioned like uh, footballers and parkour um, people and uh, break dancers? If it's not professional acting experience, what is it you actually look for in a performer? What skill is it that you look for and see? Okay, yeah, he he's capable of being in ignition. I think you're looking for that spark. You're looking for that openness um, and that bravery. Because I think anybody who comes forward to a two-hour workshop when they knew nothing about what they were going to get themselves into and then had the bravery to come forward for a trial. That's what I found I wasn't capable of when I was younger. And that's why I recognised we had to reach out and and do that. So already the people that we have in the room are showing so much of what is needed to succeed. And then I think openness is the key, a willingness to learn and embrace what other people them because it's not just about having people from parkour in that room it's about having them in the room with people who play rugby and people who only ever want to get involved in the theatre it's important to get that mix um, because they teach each other and inspire each other and I think that's when you start to break down some of that negative attitude and some of that language when they see that they are really capable of inspiring each other and working as a team and achieving something they weren't capable of as individuals you can only achieve it by coming together as a team I guess that's one of the really beautiful things about theatre, isn't it, really? And if, if they don't take away anything else, it's great if they if they can take away that. Yeah, I think that there's so much to learn. There's so many crossover skills, so much inspiration, because to create anything from scratch, you have to you have to take a leap of faith, and and then you have to apply yourself and keep applying yourself, and you have to show trust and dedication and get through that wall when the tiredness hits and keep going and keep going. And that applies anywhere. So we've seen that with Ignition Boys. You know, we've seen them go off into different worlds, but we've seen their lives change completely. And that's that's a wonderful privilege to be in a room and see that happen. They don't all become actors. They never were all going to become actors. That is absolutely fine. But some of the some of the things I am incredibly proud of is actually the direct success of Ignition. It was set out to try and one day unearth a few gems, but it's done more than that, so much more than that. We've been employing 
lots and lots of our ignition graduates as practitioners and as performers. And that's more than I ever expected. But also we've got graduates, we've got a graduate at the moment playing Hamlet at the RSC. And that, I, I can't think of a better story than that, you know. Um, I think there's so much to be proud of, but it's not just about how they go on to perform. It's about how they continue as human beings. And what are some of the roles that it takes to make, like who, who are the team involved to, to make it happen and how would you see the distinction between those sort of roles? Um, so the um, so I'm the learning train manager and I'm a full-time post here and, and I produce ignition but there's a, a kind of a fixed term contract of ignition coordinator which is vital to the delivery of the admin of ignition because there are say 600 boys um, signing up for workshops um, and so there's a, a lot of admin work that goes on behind the scenes as well but there's also you know 10 partners and there's an equivalent of me in each of that part place who is also working regionally and making those links with those youth groups um, and also keeping contact with those boys throughout the year as well after we've been and gone and engaging them so there's an, there's another kind of 10 you know education managers or education producers around the UK who are also working regionally with those boys um, and then there's the actual team who are going out and delivering and that includes um, our practitioners um, who go out and deliver the tasters and the trials and I'm so proud that that is now delivered by ignition boys a great guys who've come through ignition and are now they're the ones going out and teaching it and engaging those boys. What a way, what a thing for the participants to actually yeah. see that actually this is where, you know, this is where I could be, this yeah. is the people that have come through it. And at every single venue as well, we have um, an ignition graduate from like the previous year, or at least a couple of years, uh, you know, recently from that area. So they can stand there and say, yeah, I'm from Swansea and last year I was in exactly your position and I got through and this is experience and can also bridge that gap for those uh, boys coming in for the first time and to say, yeah, I'm from this town, this could be for me, I should go to the trial because I could have that opportunity. I think they're really important to have those peer mentors and we employ those boys as well. So often for those graduates of Ignition, that's their first kind of employment opportunity with the company as well and to kind of take on that role on the other side. And that really is empowering for them, that first opportunity when they come onto the Ignition team, the Frantic Assembly team. Um, and then we also have our Associate Director, Neil Bettel, and he'll be going out to all the trials so he's also auditioning um, and then Scott as well so there is and then there's when it comes to production week we have you know lighting designers and uh, the rest of the team around it so it's um, it's a big team that goes into mm. it so with the when it comes to devising how does it differ the way that you work with them to the way that you work with professional actors well I think um what we don't do with Ignition is develop a show with a writer and then bring actors into that process. Um, we create the work with the uh, participants. And to do that fully, we have to get to know them very quickly. So we often start with a questionnaire. Um, and that questionnaire is subtly themed. So myself and the, and the other directors will know the area we want to work in, what we want to explore, uh, but we'll set these questions that can somehow delve into the experiences of the participants, but doesn't encumber them with um, the responsibility for making the show. You know, we, we need to access their creativity, we need to access their stories, and we need to empower them as performers and collaborators, but to make a show 
of the standard we're looking for in four days, it really stretches us and and it could demolish people who are less experienced. So it's also a balancing act because they're not actors. You want to encourage them. You want to create space for growth. You don't want to um, give them too much weight and responsibility. Um, but what that week does is give them ownership over the stories and the text that we um, are creating together because it often does come directly from their experiences if those experiences are something they're willing to share. And um, the Frantic has been quite kind of strategic in a way, I guess, and getting embedded in the curriculum as well um, and engaging schools and other sort of... Um, yeah, other organisations like that, and you offer obviously workshops nationally as well and um, internationally. So outreach seems like it's a really kind of important thing to you. Would you say it's as important as the artistic work that you do as well? I think um, I think that's all based on how the company was formed. When when myself and Stephen Hoggett, um, before we'd actually started the company, we we were enthused and inspired to, to uh, get involved in theatre and then as soon as we learned something we wanted to teach it and we would teach it to people, we'd find people to teach it to um, and that helped us understand the processes at the heart of the work so right from the very beginning even before we produced our first show we were sharing the working processes with schools and colleges offering workshops and it reached a point uh, quite early on, actually, where we had our first proper show in London. And as we were driving to London from Swansea, we had a phone call telling us that we'd sold out, um, which was amazing. How, how had we done this? And we realised it was all school parties from the workshops that we had done the, the previous year. Um, so it was a massive part, a massive lesson in how both can help each other. But also, I, mean, I increasingly feel that what you have to do is teach people how you make work. You've got to demystify that process. Because I think what theatre has done for a long time is actually mystify it um, through, our, through how we look up to great practitioners. Sometimes you know, we're just telling people how hard it is rather than showing them how they can access their own creativity. And I feel like somebody who... Um, who hasn't had uh, the the normal route into theatre, who was very lucky to find a way into it. Um, that only happened because people were willing to support and to teach me and to show me uh, generosity. And I think that's our job, to make sure that we are empowering people to be able to try and make their work, um, or, or just to understand the work, just to know that it's not created in some mythical lab somewhere and then you will never be able to do it because we are somehow special. I think that's a, that's a horrible myth um, to, to put in anybody's way. So is that the idea behind the um, like things like the Helping Hands heat, um, YouTube kind of viral thing where you sort of make, make exercises or make techniques much, much more accessible? Yeah, I think so. Um, because it is. It, it is simple, but... I've also found that you can make very, very complex things from very simple starting points. And that's, some, that's a lesson I think we all need to know, especially young practitioners, because you can really tie yourself up in knots if you come in at it um, 
being too complex to start with. And then you only tell yourself, oh my God, I can't do this. Other people can do this. Why can they make this so easy? And I'm struggling. Well, the lesson is that it starts off simple. And you can, you can, you can, you can, you can add that complexity. As you triumph over something, you add a complexity, you move on, you move forward, always forward. Um, I think those are really simple but important lessons that get lost sometimes. So what advice um, would you both give to um, uh, an emerging theatre company or a young theatre company that want to be the next um, frantic assembly? What, um, what, what advice would you give to them? Back off. <laughs> um, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's, so, it's so personal, I think. I can only say what worked for us. Um, initially, we committed to it 100%. And we made huge, huge sacrifices and we kept making sacrifices and we lived in abject poverty for a long time um, while trying to get a foothold in. And we were doing that as friends. Um, so we were surrounded by people who loved us and supported us and I think that's very important. Um, I think... I don't know. Do you, I think you've got to be honest with yourself about the work you want to make as well. Um, there were times when I think we as a company started chasing other people's styles. I think we started off trying to emulate other companies and then found ourselves further on trying to become little versions of somebody else. That's a really important moment when you realise what you're doing and you put the brakes on and go, this isn't truthful, this isn't what uh, I'm about. Because I think you've got to find what you're about if you want to have any longevity, if you want to keep inspiring yourself or keep being excited about the work and not find you've been chasing somebody else's style for for too long and what about from a kind of outreach point of view if, if companies like yourselves um, think of that as a really important part of the work that they do what do you think companies could be doing in terms of other companies helping young people to, yeah 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 I mean, I think, like Scott said, you know, when we've started out, it's always been at the heart of what we do, and we are now in this kind of privileged position where a lot of young people turn to us, um, and we, we, you know, we try and do as much as we can to support, especially the admission graduates, so we do a lot of work with the boys that come through the programme about how to support them to make their own work, to be a freelancer, to, uh, you know, to give them opportunities and to open up opportunities uh, and contacts as well. Um, so we ha we run a whole backup programme for ignition, uh, which is about us keeping in contact and finding those links and opportunities because it's not just about us as a company, it's not just about front assembly, there's a whole world of theatre out there. And as well, I think sometimes because of our position, there's boys do try and emulate, okay, I'll be the next front assembly, but actually it's about opening that up. And it's not just, we are a very open, accessible company, but there are lots of other people out there that they can learn from. And that's really what the backup program is about in terms of ignition, is finding other opportunities for them that they can learn from other people as well. And working with our partner venues to give them opportunities. And some of our partners have been absolutely fantastic at giving those young men opportunities to create and explore and try out with free rehearsal space or even finding them pots of funding locally so they can start developing their work and it is about us all as theatres and, and especially our kind of network of ignition partners supporting those guys to so start that first step because it is intimidating it is scary and it is you know how do you how do you even start how do you put a budget together how do you access that funding um, and it's not just about one company doing it, but think how we all link in and, and support those, uh, you know, that new talent to come through and have a chance. 
So it's about trying to help them to find what kind of artist they are, I guess, yeah. instead of trying to be the next. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, and I also think from an outreach point of view, you've got to real, you've got to be absolutely clear about what you're offering, because I've seen companies do this where um, the outreach is actually just an exploration of the current show, the themes in the current show, and I think we've got to realise that that it's like that saying about whether you. Uh, give someone a fish and they'll eat for a day or, or whether you teach them how to fish and they'll eat forever you know um, if you give them the themes that gets them through writing an essay on that one production but if you're giving them the processes you're giving them so much more and they can run with that and they can apply that and it becomes something so much more fundamental and vital than actually just walking through the themes of a production so I think that's an important distinction we've never really done that gone through those the themes of the play, it feels a little bit reductive. Um, we'll offer support wherever we can, but we try to focus all our outreach on the processes and have that come from the very centre of the company, rather than have somebody on the periphery of the company desperately trying to write essay titles <laughs> yeah. about the show. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, thank you very much. I think we're out of time, uh, but it's been really helpful. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.